All right, so just a quick note, guys. It's just me, Matt, here today, but I do have a very special guest here. The, I guess, creator of Maxi Lawau would be the best way to put it, Anthony Hand. How are you hey, today, Anthony? Thank you. I'm great. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Creator, director, executive producer, grand diva, you know, all the above. <laughs> Love it. Love it. I'm so here for it. I'm, I'm like looking at the Maxi Luau image behind you. <laughs> the animation is so great. Um, do you just want to tell us quickly a little bit about yourself? Sure, sure. So I'm a product designer by day and a budding filmmaker by night, uh, which I suppose is one of the better, uh, you know, evening occupations. And uh, <laughs> and so the, the film I'm working on is called Maxi Luau Drag Super Shiro. And this animated feature film tells the story of Simon, a shy young barista who finds a magic wig that turns him into the titular drag super Shiro, Maxi Luau. And we have a drag villain as well, of course. Her name is Dynabolical. And Dinah has discovered that drag queen tears have magical anti-aging properties. So she's kidnapping queens in town, forcing them to watch the saddest movie ever made and launching a new cosmetics line. And of course she goes after Maxie and her superpowered tears. I love that. Also, clearly I need to get some drag queen tears. Um, I've been using the wrong products on my face, clearly. Isn't Dinah that has discovered what... the secret. <laughs> Isn't that what your little drag babies are for? Just sticking for their like one year sabbatical in the basement? <laughs> I guess so, yeah. Although I feel like all the young queens are just like already full of filler. Like those UK girls, literally, it's like they're 19, they're already full of filler. It's like, I've already had this, this. I'm like, how, where, where, where'd you get the money? You're two years old. <sighs> oh yeah, that one queen from UK Drag Race. She is so talented and she's beautiful. And you're like, oh, Whoa. she looks so good. Yeah. Damn her. Okay, yeah, see distractions already. Um, <laughs> so I have watched the adventure reel um, and I really do want to say the animation is fantastic. You've done a really good job there. Oh, fantastic. I was looking for this kind of like 80s vibe plus, you know, these bright jewel tones. And, you know, it's kind of fantastical with these scenes from the current film as well as some uh, scenes from potential future storylines with yeah. that uh, demon DJ and, you know, the wear unicorn. That's what I call that character. And because <laughs> we need we need like a drag, you know, we don't, who has another werewolf? We don't want a wear unicorn, you know? Yeah, no, we need fun things. Yeah, like it needs to be different. Yeah, we've done, everything's been done to death. And I mean, yeah. well, some people have tried drag queen superheroes, you know, it's been tried, but it's not, this is good, like, I, I'm very excited for this. Like, <laughs> I need I need Maxie and Dinah in my life. I need to be able to go to Netflix and just like watch the new season. Like, oh, from your yeah. lips to God's ears, yeah. You know what absolutely. I mean? Like, that's what I need and that's what I want. Like instantly from the adventure reel, I was just like, okay, but now it's over and I want more. <laughs> so um, we're making an animated feature film. It's gonna take about two years to make it and pre-production has just started. Uh, and I have to say, I'm really excited working with the uh, animation production partners on where things are going already. 
Uh, and after this film, I really hope that we can turn it into a TV series. I think this would make a fantastic TV series. Tons of great stories, you know, that we can tell with these queer and BIPOC intersectional kinds of characters. Yeah, it'll be a lot of, yeah. a lot of fun. Um, and like, honestly, like, I'm just like, I'm imagining like, even weirder than like the Powerpuff Girl villains and stuff like that. Like, because they were just so like, hint, hint, nudge, nudge, but like, it was obvious what they were. And I would just like, I just come out and say it. <laughs> well, that character, that demon character, him. So first of all, I loved him from Powerpuff Girls. I'm like, where did this character come from? And why is him so fabulous? Yeah. Uh, but that being said, it was just kind of another example of a villain being queer for straight people's laughter. You yeah. know, kind of coded queer, not actually, they didn't admit it, but clearly all the signals point to this being a queer character. Oh, absolutely. On the one yeah. hand, him is awesome. On the other hand, it's like, if we're going to have a queer character, that queer villain should revel in being queer. Yeah. And we should celebrate their being queer as well as, you know, their being villains. That's what I mean. Like, you can be bad and still be proud of who you are every day. There's nothing wrong with that. Especially in yeah. like an animated format where like obviously we're talking in a fictional sense. Like we're not talking about going out in your everyday life and then like being like evil and proud, but like, you know what I mean? There's no reason why a queer villain can't be out and queer yeah, and proud of absolutely. it and not just like submissive and evil. Yeah, oh, totally, totally. And hiding behind like not saying. Yeah, yeah like it was, yeah, that's what I mean. Like it was always just very like, hint hint nudge nudge and it was like you really had to look for it it wasn't just like obvious because they really tried to bury it mm, totally like, especially yeah. in powerpuff girls because there was so much of it in powerpuff girls that just like yeah. shove it down shove it down we need to get oh this on God. cartoon network shove it down like i love powerpuff girls too love it it's one of my favorite series of all time i was always uh, just and the animation like yeah I love the animation, love the stories, and I wanted to see more of him. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I love that, like, really just, like, um, not, I don't want to say not overly detailed, but I like the, like, bolder, more salt like animation. Um, mm -hmm. Kind of like what you're doing. Um, it just grabs my eye better. I enjoy watching it better. Like, I don't know, it's like some of my favorite shows are, like, those more, like, flatter shows. Like, Drawn Together was very flat and simple. That was yeah. always one of my favorite ones. I don't know if you ever watched that. Um, I did. The animated reality show that was, I don't know how it got aired. Uh, <laughs> so questionable, but I, I still watch it and laugh still. I totally did. Yeah. yeah. When I was creating the, when I was creating the uh, script treatment for Maxi Lau, I listed some references, and of course, you know, Sailor Moon is a reference, but Powerpuff Girls was absolutely a reference. Uh, Gem and the Holograms, and uh, and have you ever seen that new, well, maybe it's not so new anymore, that music video from Vanilla Luzon and Latrice Royale? It's called Robbed. No, I haven't seen that one, which oh, is girl. weird. Cause I, I will sometimes just like, me and my husband will just like, while we're outside having cigarettes, we'll just sit there and watch drag queen music videos on YouTube on like over and over and over again. So, but now I'm going to have to watch it. <laughs> That one is actually really, really good. Manila and uh, Manila is like the main star of that song. Yeah. And Latrice Royale, they play like these 
uh, 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 cat burglar types, but they're oh, in full on drag and okay, it's really, really seen... well animated. This was after the All Stars run they did again, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it's actually I catchy that... tune too. I may have seen like um. Because I do follow both of them on like social media, right? So I may have seen like clips of it, but I don't think I've actually seen like the entire music video. But now I'm gonna it's definitely gonna have to go into my like playlist of dry queen music videos that I watch when I'm intoxicated. Cause yeah, I love I the the level of art that they put into their music videos, love it. Oh, totally. And I just watched a Trixie's new one today where she does. Oh, she's wearing that really cool white outfit that looks like a crossword puzzle, and oh, she sings yes. that song from Violent Femmes. Oh I'm yes, really um, I yes, I know the one you're talking about. It's um, yeah, it's oh fuck. Uh, bl- uh, some bl- blister in the sun or something. Yeah, yeah, blister in the sun. So good. I want that dress. Also, that cover is everything. I, mm-hmm. She she does Lana Del Rey better than Lana Del Rey too. Like. <laughs> Lana Del Rey should just stop and write music for Trixie. Full disclosure, oh, I have no shame in saying that. <laughs> I saw, so, you know, San Francisco has an amazing cabaret nightclub called Estef Oasis, and it's okay. owned by uh, Heclina and Darcy Drillinger, although I think Heclina may have retired recently, so maybe it's just Darcy now. And uh, I saw uh, Trixie Mattel when she came to town a couple years ago there, so good and she yeah. came out uh, after after her one queen show she came out uh, as a boy and performed a few songs i i wasn't that familiar with trixie until that show and i'm like holy cow girl's funny and she can sing holy cow yeah um if you haven't seen it yet one of the funny easily one of the funniest things i've ever seen on youtube which is like drag queens is trixie mattel's haters roast set and that's all you have oh. to type into that's all you have to type into YouTube. Uh, and like she just fucking goes in on these bitches. No fucks given. Just right in. Um, Willem also has another really good haters row set that the full one's on YouTube that you can watch where but I'm I'm totally biased to Willem. I have like everyone knows that. I have a Willem tattoo. So <laughs> I would say, don't you kind of hate Trixie because she's beautiful, ridiculously smart, ridiculously talented. She's funny. She can sing. Uh, she's witty as hell. Like, what can that girl do? And she doesn't even spend like she doesn't even spend all her fucking money. Like, she's stupid rich. And she's smart with her money too. Good. Yeah, like she's, she's one of the wealthier teams. Cosmetics company. Yeah. I know. I want to buy some of her stuff, but she, like, it sells out every time. It's like, I never have money to buy it when it's, yeah. One of my friends did send me some of Willem's makeup though, which was nice. Oh, cool. I didn't realize Willem had a cosmetics company too. Yeah, it's suck less face and body. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) she does does, uh, like um, lips, glitter and lashes. I need to start wearing more makeup. I just recently bought some makeup for fun. Yeah. I, I, uh, I identify more as a, a queer man. So, uh, and I, I didn't really go through goth phase in high school. So I'm thinking it'd be fun to experiment with more um, makeup, except that 
I feel like I'm too busy to watch any makeup tutorials on YouTube. So I really just need like a friend to come over and be like, okay, this is how you do it. Now practice, bitch. Here's your other eye. You do it. <laughs> oh, just like, um, like this is what I do. Like I watch my um, wig tutorials. Um, Cause like I only started doing drag. What, like, uh, we're coming up on a year in 2020, like early 2022. But I started doing it for like uh, drag bingos that I attended that one of the themes oh. was drag. So it was like, sure, why not? Let's do it. So, and then it just, these things go, they just snowball, right? So oh, I watch totally. wig tutorials and I do it while I'm like outside, just like having a drink and a smoke. So like while you're making a cocktail or something, just like throw in a five minute video, watch that and just like get it in there. I get saw recently Trixie's like, this is what I do when I just go out for fun with friends with like no, no prep. There's still a lot of prep there. I'm like, oh, what? I'm like, you don't even have to do that much shit. Like I played around with boy makeup when I was um, like 14 through 18, cause I was living in Toronto and went to a lot of raves and stuff. Cause that was still very prevalent when I was that age. So yeah, no, we all like, everyone wore makeup at those. It wasn't like gender specific at all. There were no guidelines at raves. It was, you could wear whatever you want. You could dress however you want. No one, no one gave a fuck at all. Like. It was wonderful, but like honestly, I feel bad because I play with it. I feel bad because I missed the rave culture in the '90s. I was living in Japan after college, and uh, and there weren't really any raves there. And when I came back, I went to grad school, so it was just like, yeah. It was plus, you know, um, I get sleepy at nine o'clock. <laughs> it doesn't help. <laughs> that's that's what the um, extracurriculars were for generally there were lots of those available you didn't have to look very hard uh you name it <laughs> that's so funny i'm actually an e-virgin to be perfectly honest oh wow that's that's exciting um i honestly like it's not that great i always like that's a one that i always enjoyed more with other things preferably psychedelics so like you know some e with some like a bunch of mushrooms super great just because like sometimes you can you can just get so like peaked out on the mushrooms that it kind of just like levels you off a little bit which is nice and same with acid it's like it's it's a nice friend for acid but like you do a small amount you don't do a lot of a lot of it ah interesting you know there's this kind of cool new movement to legalize mushrooms now how awesome is that i fully support it um i've been microdosing since last week so you know uh, i didn't do it today because i have an interview um and like occasionally in the afternoon if i'm like all blank and be like oh i have nothing going on and then like I'll just, you know, eat too many of the capsules. And then my husband comes home and he's like, by the way, are we doing this? And I'm like, no, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> no, we're going to do, we're going to watch something stupid on the TV. <laughs> he's like, okay. Yeah, tonight, <laughs> it's a Friday night. I got nothing going on. So I am uh, hanging out, watching, catching up. You know, I haven't seen the new Maleficent yet. So I'm, I'm behind. That's fun. I I should do that actually because we've been watching like anything like horror Halloween adjacent mm. for October. Just you know, shits and giggles. And our anniversary for our wedding is on the thirty first. So 
gets us into like the spirit of things Aww. yeah our house is decorated like a halloween party <laughs> oh that's so nice are you boys gonna have a party um so we because of covid and restrictions we can't technically have a party um yeah but i do have a friend coming down from a city just north of me um and then i have a friend actually coming out from hawaii who's going to be staying with me for that entire week so it's still going to be a really exciting week oh wonderful and your friend gets uh, a little shot of cooler air before heading back to tropical hawaii yeah, um, she's, I guess she said, okay, so she was lived in, like, was born in Minnesota, I guess, for a, but lived there for a little bit, and then is mainly from Colorado, so she's actually kind of excited to get some weather, because she's been living in San Diego, <laughs> and then Hawaii, so she really hasn't seen weather, <laughs> like hilarious. actual weather, right, like, she's just been like, you know, first world problems all these like nice warm i have to kill lizards i'm just like oh wow that's your biggest problem oh no <laughs> i wish i would love i wouldn't kill them though i love oh. reptiles so it's fun I, I grew up in michigan uh but so you know four seasons in michigan uh yeah. but now i live in california in san jose about maybe about an hour south of san francisco yeah. and it's beautiful here we have two seasons we have hot and sunny and then we have uh rainy in the winter yeah and that's about it cool and rainy i can and deal like, with it like do you actually like do you love it do you not miss the seasons at all like the four seasons i don't miss the season no i don't miss the snow i i do i i lived in chicago before moving out here and i will say i do sometimes miss the snow like in Chicago, I would sit in my front room and the mercury lights outside in the street and the snow falling. And it might've been my imagination, but I, I feel like I heard this like rustling of snow falling through the leaves or something. Or maybe it was just like a light wind through the leaves. And it, and it was just so beautiful and calm and peaceful. I, I, I do miss that. I do miss that. Yeah, I love like, I don't want to walk around in the snow for long. But being in my warm house, looking out the window and watching it snow, 10 out of 10 every time. Here for yeah. it. It's already oh, started totally. snowing here already, actually, which is... I'm super excited. Yeah, usually by Halloween, there's like a consistent snow on the ground. Oh my God. It was like 60 degrees today <laughs> here, sunny, not a cloud in the sky. It's lovely. I'm still wearing shorts. What's <laughs> it like a kid, like we'll have like nice days because it's still October so like the days sometimes we'll get like occasionally we'll get up to 60 or 70 but then like at night we're below 40 like 30 something so it's a, it's a nice mix like sometimes I won't take the bus everywhere because it's nice enough that like I'll just hop off the bus and walk oh nice yeah because I'll like I'll milk it until it gets super cold here because then once once it decides to turn in Calgary, it's pretty much it. Unless we get a Chinook, which are gorgeous. So it's like this, it's this weird thing where you have to have mountains close enough to the ocean. And it's like the air comes off the ocean and goes up and over the mountains and like whips down. And the way it does this, it causes everything to warm as it comes down. So like we'll get like a five to 10 temperature um, it'll go up like five to 10 degrees in about an hour. Oh, 
How strange. It's fun. Some totally people get sense. their cars stuck in this, like, in snowbanks, and they'll just leave them there until a Chinook comes. <laughs> if that's not the this most like Canada. thing you have heard ever, <laughs> um, I shit you not. I wish I was joking. Like, that totally sounds like Canada. <laughs> like, no, when I first moved here, I asked my like uh, husband, I was like, why are there cars stuck in snow on, like, the sides of the roads? And he's like, oh, they're just waiting for a Chinook. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? He's like, yeah, there's snow. Waiting. Yeah, they're just waiting that for warm snow weather. Is, it's so bad in your car, though, on the paint and everything. Yeah, I w- I'd get hit with a fucking shovel. Like... <laughs> Yeah, when I lived in I'd Boston, I got snowed in sometimes, and it was, you know, my poor car took a beating in Boston. <laughs> it doesn't help that, like, n- no one drives for the snow here. And, like, I mean, fucking nobody, which is one of the reasons why I'm scared to drive here. There's one road where, like, three good accidents a week. Oh my gosh, when I lived in Boston, I lived in a neighborhood like at the bottom of a little hill. And it was like a T intersection. So cars would come down the hill mm-hmm. and it when it was icy, they'd hit their brakes, of course, last bloody minute, slide, bam. And my first year living there, it was a few weeks before I realized what the hell that noise was. Why did I hear a, a random bam in my mouth? I couldn't, couldn't figure it out. That's kind of amazing. <laughs> like I just, I just sit there with popcorn and watch people smash their shit up and call their insurance, screaming at them. Like <laughs> video it, just like have a YouTube channel of assholes smashing their cars at the bottom of my hill. I got really concerned that we we're gonna wake up one morning and find our house kind of bowing, you know, the car down on the first floor. <laughs> You could have paid your rent with that YouTube channel, for sure. Oh, that would have been a good idea. Slightly before right? YouTube, yeah. still. Yeah, really. move back there. Get that apartment. <laughs> <laughs> just rent it out for the winter. Do like an Airbnb for the winter just to make the channel and then come back for the summer. That's hilarious because it totally would have been a thing. People would eat that shit up. I would watch that. Like I would still watch that. That's how I know. Oh, like I would I just totally sit. Would I would too. just sit there and smoke meat and watch people smash their cars, missing like being like, <laughs> "Oh fuck the ice!" Every time. Like I like I'll rewatch Canada's Worst Driver just because like I think those challenges are hilarious. They just make them do stupid shit. Like drive with a giant thing of water over their car while they're like have to go over like bumps and shit and do like an obstacle course. It's fucking great. That's a show? Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, we're more than just Canada's Drag Race now. And, like, we had crazy <laughs> things before Canada's Drag Race that made no sense. <laughs> that is so funny. I'm imagining being a producer on that show saying, we had this great concept. We put buckets of water on people's car, forced them to do silly things, like a, like a drunk girl in a finishing school, and m- make them drive around without spilling a drop. It's done. It's like they'll make them, um, they added like the distracting driving challenge. So, like, someone's in like talking into your like a piece in your ear, and like, depending on like what you're because like people get nominated for the show because they're fucking bad drivers. Like, that's how they get nominated, that's how they get on the show. So, if like someone's really criminal for like eating while they drive, they'll be like, okay, you have to eat while you drive, and they'll like make them eat all this shit just to show them that you can't do it. 
Please tell me it's something like scorpions or spiders or something more interesting. No, it's no, it's very educational, sadly. Um, <laughs> like there's a TD totter challenge where they have to balance the car evenly on a TD totter. Oh you gotta like drive your car straight down um, concrete barriers to know where your wheels are. It's like actual like intense driver's education. That's hilarious. If it were, if I were on that show, it would be where I try to parallel park without scuffing up my bloody rims. I swear to God, my poor rims are so damaged. <laughs> That's why uh, Calgary started doing, um, I don't know if you guys have them anywhere down in the States, but they're like, they're not like the curbs like this. Sorry, I'm showing you. They're like the box curbs. They're like flat and like this. Like, Flatten down. It's weird. And like, they're for bad drivers who scuff their rims, essentially. Yeah. Looking at me. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's like, it's really common here. So, like, that's what they, they started doing that to the curbs here. It's kind of cool, actually. When you're walking drunk to the store, you don't miss a curb very often. It's much better. I feel like I've seen more of those curbs in new developments. Sounds yeah, they're become like every new development here has them, and then like I feel like they're starting to put them in, and like even the old developments when they have to redo the curves here. Yeah. So hey, what do you think about UK Drag Race season three? Um, I just essentially binged all of the four episodes that have aired, and um, I'm a little upset with the BDE song, but I think we were very spoiled with UK Hun, so it's fine. I'll let it slide. <sighs> UKN was um, so good. I'm disappointed that they didn't just make them both do the pop version because it was very clear that one was better than the other. Oh, wait, was this last night's? One? Yeah. Oh, that's what I'm going to get stoned to watch tonight. Okay, okay, so we'll leave that one alone. Um, I'm, okay, so I was already a fan of Charity Case beforehand. Love her, obsessed with yeah. her love that she didn't like get the boot right away because I didn't know how Rue and the judges would actually perceive her if I like you know if I'm being fully honest I was a little concerned because we know that Michelle can be kind of a cunt we love her but you know you know I feel like Michelle Visage has uh chilled out in the last few seasons uh to yeah. a little extent at least I mean remember when she first got on there she was kind of mean in some ways she was worse uh, than Santino for fuck's sakes like she came in hard you know I recently started watching um the seasons from season one on Hulu or someplace and yeah. uh and I I remember when Santino disappeared and I felt really like oh no where's Santino but re-watching it I'm I thought Santino was kind of mean and a little unrealistic in his expectations. I mean, these are drag queens. Drag queens, you know, can put together an outfit on a dime and make yeah. it rock, you know. Uh, and then and then he expects, you know, high Paris fashion. He expects designers. And it's like, these girls didn't go to school for fashion. They don't, they don't necessarily have the garment construction skills that uh, a trained tailor would have. So even though, yes, these girls can say, I know how to sew, like I know how to use a sewing machine too, but I, I'm no fucking designer. You know what I mean? My biggest accomplishment is turning a pair of old jeans into a pencil skirt and top. And it, <laughs> totally, barely, happened. Yeah. it barely happened and it took me a week. They, what, they get like 12 hours over two days? 
you know, how do they turn this out so short? I hope they secretly give them an extra day. I mean, this it's, is like my sincere hope that they get an extra day hidden in there someplace. So I know for sure that for UK season three, some of the episodes were done in one day. Oh, <gasps> you're kidding me. Yeah. That's just from a whisper in the Willems, <laughs> which is what Race Chaser calls a Willem rumor. And that's like, that's my, like, I, that's the reason I got into podcasting. I'm not even kidding you. Oh, that's hilarious. I recently started listening to Willem, uh, Willem's uh, Race Chaser podcast. Yeah. My favorite, I will say though, my two favorite drag podcasts are Jinx's, Jinx Monsoon's Hi Jinx. Yep. And, um, and Courtney Act and uh, Vanity's, uh, oh, they have a way of saying that in a way. Oh, Brenda, call me. Brenda, call me. I was I just like, is it Brenda call song. me or call me Brenda? I think it's Brenda call me. It's Brenda call me. I sing that song yeah. in the shower. It's a really catchy oh. tune, isn't it? And apparently Courtney went to sing it at like some live event and they realized that it wasn't long enough and it didn't have enough words because she had to do, she did it for like three minutes and she's like, fuck, it went on forever. <laughs> oh, I totally believe it. Because it was just like, Brenda, Brenda, call me. Like for three minutes. I was like, Are you, you did not. You did not get on stage. <laughs> but it's Courtney Act. She didn't give a shit. She'll just shake out her, just... throw it on and get out there. Like, fuck. <laughs> That show is so good, though. And I, I mean, they're so vulnerable and so authentic and really just fascinating conversations about their lives. They both had such fascinating uh, uh, personal stories and dramas and successes, yeah. uh, tragedies even. So it's just really compelling. I'm actually going to try and get my... because her. Courtney's book is only available in Australia and New Zealand right now, but I have a friend in Perth that I grew up with in Toronto, so I might just see if she'll grab it for me and ship it over. Well, you know, it is holiday season. It's totally that time of year. I know. Yeah, it is. It's that time of year to ask for really overpriced things to be shipped. Yeah. (laughs) Shipping to Australia, like shipping to Australia and stuff, anything outside of Canada just becomes a fortune. Like Canada... We get some health care, so everything else sucks, essentially. We pay too much for everything. Have you ever seen that um, charming little independent lesbian film? It's called Better Than Chocolate. No, I have not. Oh, it is so good. I can't remember what year it came out. Somewhere around 2001. And I never buy movie soundtracks. Yeah. But I think there are two movie soundtracks I've ever bought. Hedwig and the Angry Inch and uh, Better Than Chocolate. And it's just, there's a wonderful song by a trans woman. She sings the song called I'm Not a Fucking Drag Queen. And it's hilarious and really good. That sounds like, um, one time I went to see, um, just like that song title just reminded me of this artist that opened for Peaches one time. Uh, I'm diehard Peaches fan. I've seen her her twice. Love her. And- um, yeah, she had a trans rapper open for her. And like, that just sounds like a title that this this woman would have had. She was like, her rapping was very angry, but it was so good. So good. It was everything. And then of course, like Peaches is just, have you ever seen her live? 
I have not. And I was introduced to her in college, I think, by one of my best friends. Uh, and Fuck the Pain Away is an amazing song. Fun fact, she was born in Toronto. She's a Canadian gal. Oh. Um, yeah, not a lot of people know that, but she's lived in Berlin for like ever. So uh, that explains so much. Yeah, but um, yeah, I've seen her twice, both times actually in Alberta, in Edmonton. Um, and yeah, fucking amazing show. One time with her whole band, like the, all the like all instruments and everything. And then the second time, she just had her turntables and she still did costume changes. Oh, how? <laughs> she Magic. literally would just, she would just like set up the song on the um, tables and then duck down behind the decks and change quickly. Or like, and like, she's usually like, she'll usually start the show with like multiple outfits on and then like start to peel them off. Um, so yeah, she's like, she got like a big hair suit. She's got like a bodysuit that's just covered in breasts. Um... <laughs> She usually walks on the crowd. She's like known is, for that. Is she tiny? I don't remember. Um, yeah, she's not. She's not very big. Um, but like, it's hilarious watching people like just like uh, all drunk trying to fucking hold her up. It's like any time that like any artist take that risk, I'm like, God bless you. Like, <laughs> I went crowd surfing once and almost died. <laughs> As your drag queen persona? No, oh my god, no thank god. I was like 14 or 15, I was a little like emo scenester at a Taste of Chaos show. And I was um, high on intoxicants and uh, I was like, I'm gonna go crowd surfing. And my friends like took all my shit. I got like my wallet, my keys and my all, everything. And I went and did it and everything was fine. And I went back once and like people didn't catch me right. And the only thing that stopped me oh, was that I grabbed no. some bitch's ponytail and my head was like this far from the fucking ground. And she was so pissed. And I looked at her, I was like, bitch, your ponytail stopped me from dying. Fuck you. And I walked away. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted none of her shit. I was just like, no, I almost died. I have no, like, no, no time for you. That's so funny. We're going to actually have a crowd surfing scene in, in the Maxi movie as well. Are you? Um, yeah. Okay, so we, we actually have, like, feel like we should get, we've gotten, like, we've, like, kicked vaguely on topic in terms of drag, but we haven't actually really talked about Maxi. Um, it's okay, all good. It's been fun. Yeah, no, it has been, but our, our main theme is actually getting off topic and getting distracted, so technically, we've hit the nail on the head for the podcast See? goals. Yeah, like, check, check we've done that uh, I did um, look at the um, oh, what was it the Kickstarter no not the Kickstarter Indiegogo Indiegogo um, I watched that video and you had a real life maxi and I wanted to ask who is the queen that plays your real life maxi oh girl her name is Pollo Del Mar chicken of the sea <laughs> and uh... <laughs> no no <laughs> Totally. I am so here for that. Polio Delmar has uh, is one of our local legends. She's been in the scene for a while. Uh, and let me tell you, I've seen Polio out of drag, and Polio is a very handsome man. So uh, I don't know if he's single, but if he is single, he's a great catch. Uh, but as Polio <laughs> Delmar, what's really fun is that Polio Delmar, uh, not only being a really talented uh, performer, and believe yeah. me, during this whole shoot, she was like super 
uh, professional and really into it. And I'm stumbling in every bloody line. So God bless her for her patience. Uh, and like she, she was just like living in the Maxi character, like very into it. Like, who's this Dinah? <sighs> Didn't she turn it out? She really did. Oh yeah, like it was, <laughs> yeah, no, she was like 100% taken over by Maxi Luau in that. And we have a couple little video shorts of her like saying how nice it would be, like how drag superheroes inspire her and everything. Yeah. Or, you know, how she wanted a drag superhero when she was younger. Yeah. Uh, yeah, totally. And what's really fun about her also is that she lives for professional wrestling. Really? And so, she, yes. And so she's been doing um, like an MC. She's been doing like drag as a drag entertainer by MCing and working at uh, wrestling shows for a long time. And That's recently so cool. she's been doing real wrestling in drag. Can you imagine that? Oh, I, I literally <laughs> would have to put a sign on my outfit that says, not the hair. <laughs> my, that is like, honestly, my biggest pet peeve in drag is when someone or anyone, like even my husband or the wall, like it can be an inanimate object and I will go off. I'll be like, what the fuck is that touching my hair? Who the fuck touched my hair? Because wigs take so long to make. So like God and bless style her. and yeah, God yeah. bless her because I I honestly don't like I think it would be so fun to wrestle in drag because like drag's already uncomfortable so you might as well do crazy shit in it, um, but like I I would have to like either put on like a little bus driver or like take the wig off. I don't know if I could harm one of my wigs. I'm just imagining like really taking ear, you know, the earring, taking the clip on earrings off one at a time. Yeah, this expression face like I'm gonna beat a bitch, you know, off. taking off your hold my wig and then going at it. Yeah. <laughs> or have like a little Joey J situation on underneath, so it's like actually it's like a it's like a reveal. Oh yeah. And then I still don't have to ruin the wig, and I can just be like, hold my wig, hold my hair. <laughs> like that girl on the cruise ship who was like in the booty shaking contest, and she just like whips off her hair. Have you seen that video? Sounds familiar. I might have, I, I might have seen it. I think it was on an episode of The Beatdown. <laughs> I think that's where <laughs> I saw it. <laughs> so check out Pollo Del Mar on uh, on Twitter. She posts yeah. all of her shit there, and okay. you know I've watched a few of these clips, and they are honestly hysterical. Yeah, that was uh, yeah, that was like one of the. I was so living because I was just like, I love how you got her, and she's just like, yeah, no, I'm gonna get in the character. I'm gonna fully create the illusion. Let's get this done. And then she just like lived in it. Uh, she was all up for it. And you know, there's that scene in the beginning where she's standing there and she kind of shimmies and shakes a little bit. Did someone say drag super Shiro? You know, and yeah. uh, she's like hashtag super villain or drag villain. Uh, uh, yeah, she was just all all in. And I have you know, nothing but praise and thanks for for, for participating <laughs> this campy little Indiegogo video, you know? No, it was great. Honestly, like I've seen a lot of those videos that like that one was actually really good. It was really good. Yeah, no, like absolutely. You guys should post it on YouTube anyways. Cause it was just- Oh, it's totally yeah, on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, cause it was just really good. Like she was hilarious. Um, you shouted out to vodka, which is always appreciated in my household. I'll put vodka in anything, as I learned on a trip to Trinidad and Tobago when I was a youth, so. <laughs> <laughs> you got your Cheerios ready, a little shot of vodka. 
uh, long, I was, I was 13 or 14 on that trip. I can't remember exactly. Um, but someone bought like a large bottle of vodka and we had to take a plane from Trinidad to Tobago. And obviously they weren't gonna allow her with open liquor on the plane. So we all sat around um, drinking the vodka and regular things at first. And then we realized that we're gonna be up until like maybe a couple hours before the flight. So then out of desperation, we just started putting vodka and coffee and saying it tasted good. It didn't, that was a lie. <laughs> that was a bold faced lie. We're all just like Irish spoonfuls coffees. of sugar. Yeah, spoonfuls of sugar to like kind of offset the taste of the vodka, but it didn't really work. And then I just like sitting on the plane, hung over as shit. My dad's just like, I was impressed you made it. Got here. I was just like, fuck off. Like, don't even. <laughs> I was so unimpressed. Just like he just wanted to make fun of me because I want I wanted to die. Longest 30 minute plane ride of my life. Oh my God. Well, Miss Adam Ivy Trip, you sound like you're quite the character in high school. Uh, yeah. High, well, like high school is a relative term because it implies that I went. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I was one of those crazy kids that was just like going to all the raves. And then I just like showed up at the end and wrapped everything up and got my diploma at the same time as everyone else. And I was just like, why do you guys like did all that stuff and spent all that time at that shitty building and I didn't uh, <laughs> I don't know who had a better four years in high school I still think it was me like at the end that of the sounds day, like a modern day like reinterpretation of Ferris Bueller in some way yeah except like instead of one day off I took off like four years of high school straight up. Like someone once made a joke that I went to school not even 90 days in two years. Oh. Like showed up at school. And that was including the days where I would show up just to smoke weed with my friends. <laughs> so that like didn't, there was a, a science professor that was like, oh, you have this many hours of detention and every time, every time you don't come, it doubles. I just started making a point of skipping class and seeing him on the way just to check how many hours he thought I owed him in detention, even though he couldn't actually enforce it. Yeah, I was just like, cool. Oh, 200 and something. Cool. Yep. See you tomorrow for the next. Yep. Like, where are you going today? I'd be like, not to your class, to the calf, to play cards with my friends. Bye. Like, yeah, I was, I was that like cocky of a shit in high school. I would skip class and then sit in the cafeteria. All my friends were like, you're going to get detention. I'm like, they can't enforce it. They literally cannot. And my parents didn't like believe it. Like they, they believed in discipline, but certainly not like keeping you late at school to teach it. So they weren't going to let the school keep me anyways. I knew I could get away. Like I knew I had carte blanche. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I grew up in a, on a little farm in, uh, a village of 600 people in southeastern Michigan. Yeah. So we had a few pigs, a few chickens, a few cows uh, for many years. And uh, yeah, <laughs> I can't even imagine growing up like that. It's just kind of kind of crazy. Of That's course, like... a little you know, as a little kid, I just I was a, a small country boy who longed yeah. for the big city. So. Well, like, that's uh, that's exactly like my husband. Like he spent a lot of time in like uh, interior BC, which is because of all the mountains, it's really hard for them to build large any thing in interior BC. So it's a lot of smaller towns. There's a few cities, but they're not very large. It's just where they had like spots in the valleys. 
So he mainly grew up in like small little places. So yeah, like I tell him stories of like me growing up and like living in suburbs outside of Toronto. And he's just like, how the, like, how the fuck did your parents just let you do this? Like, what the fuck? And I'm just like, like, you have to understand that, like, I was going to the same city that my parents went to. Like, they knew this city. They weren't afraid of it, right? So, like, to send me there. And they had been taking me the entire time. So, like, I knew the Toronto subway system, like, by the time I was 10 years old. Oh, my God. That must have been Yeah, just, like, you there, just, yeah. yeah, you end up learning it. And then the first time I lived in, like, smaller places, holy shit, shell shock. Like, fuck, oh, yeah. Also, like, finding weed in smaller places is bullshit. I'm just going to say that right now. It's the worst. You have to know, like, you have to know someone who knows someone who knows someone. It's... But now it's legal for recreational in Canada, isn't it? Absolutely, 100%. And yet I still uh, generally purchase my products from a local business. Small local (laughs) business. Uh, in a certain corner. <laughs> no, well, you know, it's not usually a corner. Generally, actually, we go out for a beer. Um, yeah, sounds good, actually. Yeah, uh, I found as I got uh, older, uh, those exchanges became more adults. And uh, yeah, now like, now sometimes it's like going to a pub. Literally, I shit you not. And like, I'll just well, like pick up an ounce of mushrooms as well. <laughs> I'm so thankful for the recreational use laws now. I mean, I, I don't partake very often, but you know, as hard as I work, it just it just chills me out. And sometimes you just gotta you just gotta relax, you know. And no, like oh. doctors don't write any of the good scripts because assholes now. So like, you can't like you can't just get out of van anymore. They don't write it. You gotta you have to eat edibles and smoke weed. <laughs> like I like literally 15 years ago here they would just be like oh like you're having sleep problems here just take these benzodiazepines they'll help you sleep no problem it's like no shit they'll help you sleep (laughs) oh my gosh i get this i took my mom this you know boomer girl who burned half her bra back in the 60s uh (laughs) only half only half she liked to say Uh, but i took her to a dispensary in ann arbor this summer and she was so nervous she was so nervous because she told really bad jokes worse than usual yeah <laughs> that's hilarious and i got her some i got her some uh kiva uh brand mints uh petra that's what they call their mints mint okay. line petra mints cbd only so no thc she doesn't have to yep. worry about getting actually high uh, but just kind of relax, right? And they're low dose, so like two and a half milligrams for each. And um, I love them because, you know, if I want to chill out without getting high at all, then, you know, I'll take um, one or two of those and it's just a lovely evening and I can be productive, you know? Uh, and so, Great. yeah, I got her for got him for her and she was, God bless her, she was even willing to go along for the ride. That's fantastic. I find mm-hmm. like- quite established. With that generation, it's a little bit of a slippery slope. Uh, my husband's mom, she uh, was in a like, um, she passed away recently, uh, not COVID related, but lung related. I'm sorry. But, um, no, it's, it's okay. Um, she was, she was not like, she was going, but like, 
she wasn't impressed with the fact that she was going anymore. You know what I mean? Mm. Like she was still going through the motion, but she was just kind of like, you know, if lightning wants to hit me today, that'd also be fucking great. Uh, <laughs> I think it's amazing that humans can be so accepting of their mortality sometimes, you know? Yeah. Sometimes we just, you know, go through life and pretend that there's no such thing as mortality. We're gonna live forever. And yeah. then, you know, like my grandmother, she passed away this spring. She was 98 years old. And she, you know, she was ready to go. She's yeah. been ready for a little while. She was totally cool with it. Yeah, it's like awesome. I, I saw her before she went, um, cause like, unfortunately, um, there was a small amount of us that were allowed up to visit her, even with the COVID protocols, just two at a time. Um, so we all did some visits with her because um, after being in the hospital for over a week, she talked to Palado. She's like, I'm I'm sick of this shit. She's like, I'm already over it. And now you're keep doing this shit to me that keeps me alive. I'm not sleeping at all. Like she was maybe sleeping like three hours in a 24 hour period, which is ho- like horrible when you're in the hospital strapped up to tubes and shit too, right? So like... It was literally like medications that were keeping her going, essentially. So she's like, I want to talk to Paladev. I'm done. And then I talked to her and like, she literally like, she was joking around literally the minutes before they gave her that medication. Like, I was like, oh, do you like, did you get to pick out your drugs? Like, are they going to give you the really good ones? And she's like, oh, yeah, don't worry. I'll save you some for next time I see you. Like, she's just such, such a shady bitch. Like, <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So like, you know, she was just, oh, like, yeah, she was exactly who she was right down to the very end. And she was just like fully ready fully down everyone's like i'm gonna miss you and she's like yeah it's fine but like i'm done so i don't care uh (laughs) you know that's the way to go when you you know you can maintain your humor and your sense of self and all the way to the end unless you actually get cheered up a little bit even yeah yeah like especially once like it had all been resolved with palliative then like yeah she kind of like she had that like last pickup or like she was kind of using up all the last of her like piss and vinegar. Didn't want to waste a drop for it, you know? <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. You got to respect that. Yeah, it was great, actually. So like it did suck. And like there was a uh, there was a grieving period. But honestly, like I will say the week, like the 10 days she was in the hospital before were actually worse because she almost passed away like three times in that period. So yeah, like it was to the point where I was just like, I looked at her, I was like, so like, what are you going to do? <laughs> you're you're killing us slowly. <laughs> She's like, I'm not trying to live anymore. I swear to God. <laughs> this is after like the third time she had tried to die. We're like, so like shit or get off the pot maybe. And she's like, I swear to God, I'm trying. Like, I'm not... <laughs> Oh, she sounds like she had an amazing sense of humor. Yeah, and the nurses were just like, the first couple days they're looking at us like, what the f- you can't talk to her like that. We're like, that's how we always talk to her. Why would I change it? Like, <laughs> that just seems rude. And like, I, 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 so like, I, I refer to this term as like kindergarten gloves where like people like change their behavior because like of the situation, because like someone's dying or, very juvenile or something and like my parents didn't really um they didn't really use those a lot let's just say that 
So <laughs> I'm not very familiar with the concept. So like when it comes to people dying, I just, I, I, I'm just the same way. I don't change because I don't know how, like I don't know how to like soften up or change. So just like some of the things I say come off as crass, but I'm just like, oh, I'm just gonna keep making jokes the way we used to. Why should anything change? Also, I feel like when you change everything, it kind of like, like you're asking for negativity sometimes. Yeah. Like you're, you know what I mean? Like you're putting it out there and I'm just like, I, I don't, I don't want to do that. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, totally. I, like, yeah. So my mom was sick and I like, that was the one time I like did change everything. And it ended so poorly that like now I just don't. This is how I am. That's it. <laughs> it works better when I have a wig and makeup on. People receive it better. <laughs> <laughs> it is amazing what drag queens and drag performers in general can get away with when they're in in, in, in costume, doesn't it? In character. Um, Okay, so I've been asking everyone because I actually don't know this. I, so, okay, so true story. My first time like out in a public event in drag is going to be tomorrow. Oh, get out, really? Yes, because um, I started doing drag during COVID, right? So like the only things I did were like online situations. So um, oh. I'm going to a beer, beer festival tomorrow and I honestly don't know what fucking bathroom I should be using. Like I, this is legitimate question I don't know. Cause this is like Calgary where like, it's you know, like we're, we have like, there's genders on our bathrooms. You know, I feel, I feel like, like I drag, drag entertainers can get away with whatever they want to. So. I feel like what I could, feel like? yeah, I feel like I should use the ladies mainly. Um, Cause I feel like the men's could be a crapshoot. Now I feel like the men's is either gonna turn into like a 35 minute, everyone, like all of us just laughing hysterically because there's a like a, a lady standing at the urinal, um, or it's gonna go horribly. Now wait a second. I'm just imagining you with your like six layers of pose and tucking. Uh, you know. I will not be tucking. I have devised an outfit that requires me not to tuck. Oh. I'm really, really good at go. that. Yeah. COVID drag. <laughs> Because <laughs> I was imagining you trying to remove like all these layers of pose and the tucking paraphernalia and then standing at a urinal on top of that. And I just couldn't imagine that. You go, yeah, you just, um, okay, so the trick is you got to grab all the hose at once and they're, it, pretend they're just like one, one pair of tights with the control tops. Well, like it's just like underwear tights is all just like one unit essentially. It's not, but you say, have to like pray that it holds. <laughs> well, you are—you look like you're pretty uh, slim and trim there, my friend. So uh, it's hard to imagine that you need control tops. It's, I just eat too many mushrooms. So it's Halloween. <laughs> Honestly, Halloween's one of those times. It's like ever since I was a teenager, it's like it's that magical time where someone you know always has a big bag of mushrooms and it's always really cheap and you're always like yeah i have a few weekends to spare so that's it's pretty much my every weekend now well, i'm gonna go to a haunted go shopping house for those doritos i'm gonna go to a haunted house on in drag probably on mushrooms oh, that'll be so much fun it's either gonna be fun or i'm gonna hit someone because they touch my hair because i'll be fucked up and that'll just be my immediate response is to go like dude and just be like mm -hmm. my hair 
<laughs> well, or that I'll, would like, be I'll, funny. <laughs> or I'll do like um uh what's it um a Bobby Hill. That's my purse. I don't know you. <laughs> now remember, now remember, a lady reads. She doesn't punch the first time. The first time. <laughs> <laughs> Just the nails reach out and just pop them all off on their face. So how how would you read a person if they wanted to touch your hair? Would you be like, listen, Brenda? Mm-mm, no. Um. So no I've already decided that because people are going to be drunk and I'm probably going to have to say it a lot, I'm just going to have one determined phrase for all of tomorrow, and it's just going to be like, I'm not here for this journey for you. Bye bye. Because uh, with drag queens, people like to touch their breasts also, from what I understand. Okay, boobs are fine. Hair is not. Hair is the no-no for me. Boobs are fine. Um, ass might be negotiable because I'm going to have padding in tomorrow. So that's a negotiable thing. As long as it's the padding, as soon as it's flesh, we have an issue. I am not an object. I am still a person, just dressed very uncomfortably. Well, you know, drag does not equal consent. So at right? the end of the day, costumes yes. do not equal consent. Drag is essentially costumes a really thought out costume. So true. Yeah. That's how I feel. I was at Folsom. I was at Folsom this year where they were had big signs at the gate. Uh, nudity does not equal consent. <laughs> Good. I'm glad that they do that though, because some people honestly like think it's an invitation. And it's mm-hmm. not. True. Because, like, Folsom is a place where you can go and be naked and dress however you want. So it shouldn't be an invitation to anyone to do anything disgusting or vulgar. Yeah, I've like only you heard... You uh, taking pictures without asking. Like, it's like at, at Comic-Cons. Like, you go up to someone and you say, hey, can I take a picture? And then they pose for you. And you know what I mean? You get a really good picture instead of being a mm-hmm. creeper and, like... Yeah. Trying to sneak a pic, yeah. We have a wonderful drag scene here in South Bay, so south um, south of San Francisco in uh, San Jose area. And, uh, you know, all these queens have stories about, uh, you know, patrons being a little too grabby and handsy and not, re- not realizing this one little truism. Yeah. And it's not all dudes. Sometimes it's the ladies. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it's like I've heard a lot of drag queens, they complain about the bachelorettes. The bachelorettes just touch and grab and they... They treat them like they're fucking Barbie dolls, and they're not. Uh, I hadn't thought of that aspect. Yeah, I can tell. Yeah, because they're just, they're drunk, and they think that they're, because they tip them, they get to touch them, and it's like, tipping also isn't consent. (laughs) Like, you want to touch, that's a private discussion about an illicit conversation (laughs) that may, or the drag queen may or may not want to have with you. So, I mean... And it'd be a lot more than a buck anyways. <laughs> exactly. Like, you're, the tipping tonight was not sufficient for that conversation. Let's just start with that. Um, the hourly wage will surprise you. <laughs> You'll be like, shit, how many days do I have to work to pay you for an hour? I'll be like, that's... <laughs> they charge a lot, man. I've heard I've heard on a, a few different things how much Willem charges and like, oh, shit. Even the lowest one I've well, heard from her is impressive. Yeah, I've heard about um, Willem's appearance fees also. 
And I mean, it's hard to know what's real and what's just, you know, speculation and, and on Reddit or whatever. But um, on the one hand, I mean, Willem is so uh, ridiculously talented. On the other hand, it can also be a really good gating uh, factor. I mean, if you're going to have to travel someplace and get and drag and then be in a good mood for like a corporate party or whatever, uh, then yeah, charge a lot. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guarantee you she charge, like I guarantee you her, her booking fee varies based on who's asking. Cause like, you know, like she loves the gigs, but I, I guarantee you some corporate fuckers want her that she doesn't like, she's just gonna, th- instead of even saying no, she's gonna throw them a fucking exorbitant number at them. And then if they ask, be like, no. You know Take what I money. mean? <laughs> she sent me a shirt for my tattoo that I have of her. Oh, did she really? That was so nice. Yeah, she's like have you, have, so fucking nice. Have you ever met her or anything? So I haven't actually met her yet, um, but like at this point, I'm pretty much willing to travel to the States to meet her because like I have a tattoo of her. Um, I've sent her pictures of it and like she is, she is aware of it and like she wants to see it in real life. So like I really do like it's on. She's honestly like out of all the queens I've met from Drag Race, like I do love meeting Drag Race queens. I love meeting all queens like I'm the person at the gay bar that like I'll go to the drag show and then I'll just be like trying to get them at my table to drink with me and my husband. Like last year at our anniversary, we had um, Tainomi Banks at our table for a bit. Um, I actually was talking to Stephanie Prince from this season of Canada's Drag Race for a while. Um, she's fucking hilarious. I'm 100 I'm going to watch the premiere tonight. Yeah. She's uh, cool. I'm gonna watch that tonight, premiere tonight. I will. I will look for oh, her. Do then. it. Do it. Yeah. Watch the. Watch the Canada ones after the UK. Okay. Just because, like, I found that I watched both last night, and I found the Canada one was more impressive. At least there was just some misses this week on UK. That's all I want to leave it at. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, UK has been. So- like season two of UK's Drag Race was so good. Mm. Oh my God. And I love, by the way, that, um, have you ever heard of Cameo, cameo.com? Yeah, I have a Bimini tattoo. Oh, get out. I love that so many of those queens, you the, can uh, book a little girl. message on Cameo too. Uh, and uh, the winner of uh, season two is on uh, Cameo for, kind of comes off, comes on and comes off and so on yeah uh, but yeah it's like cool i would love a like there's a few of the girls i want like i would love a bimini i want to meet her so bad just so i can show her my tattoo because like i got a tattoo of her in like the prehistoric bacteria look and it's just oh, like it's just one? black out yeah it's just black outline here i'll uh-huh. show you I'll, like yeah. oh that tattoo is amazing okay that that yeah, looks really really good so. i'd say it turned out fabulous i'm obsessed with this one it healed in like a few days it was really yeah it was fucking sweet i, I was not it. expecting the tattoo to turn out that well yeah <laughs> shout out to chase o'reilly he's my tattoo artist here in calgary he does fucking amazing work <laughs> he's done all my drag queen tattoos actually i have to say i mean there was a really strong cast for um uk season two and then was one of my favorites as well I know, cause like she had let like blip on the first episode, and then was just like never again. 
like never again. <laughs> she just like she came back and destroyed it. Like I honestly mm-hmm. thought she was going to take the crown. Plus, I love her name. I don't. So what does it mean? Any does it mean anything? I have no idea. It just like you can fit it into so many random fucking places and make it like it just sounds like a filthy thing. Like you can make it sound like a filthy sex sex act. You can make it sound like genitalia. Like you can really like right in the bimini bomb blush. That's so funny because you think a filthy sex act, and I think musical. What does that oh, say that, about yeah, us? Yeah. <laughs> like a foreign musical, bimini bomb blush. Oh, totally. <laughs> the Russian <laughs> musical sensation, finally coming to Broadway, bimini bomb blush. It's just an old woman making stone soup for three hours with no intermission. <laughs> that like a Russian musical. <laughs> no joy. You will get no joy from this performance. <laughs> oh my God, my undergrad major was a, a, a dual degree in international relations and Russian language. Russian really? children's books are a little depressing. I just want to say that. Or at least the ones I read at that time. <laughs> I find like their culture fascinating and I find many of their things are either just like intentionally depressing or just completely devoid of emotion altogether. <laughs> yeah. What's funny is um Rush I have to say that the Russian language is incredibly beautiful and expressive. Uh and you know, one of my professors in college, when she spoke, she had the most beautiful voice. I'd ever heard a Russian person speak and it, it I felt like I was in a forest and there was a you know there was like a little um spring uh, or a little waterfall there like I seriously was transformed by her voice uh sadly I never got a really good Russian accent like that but don't you love when people have just like word like just they speak a language so beautifully you're like I yeah. just listen to you speak this all day I don't even care if I understand what you're saying just keep yeah. talking <laughs> Now, to circle around the movie real quick, um, I can't announce yes. our performers yet, but I okay. can say that we should be releasing, by the time that this comes out, then we should be able to, you know, release the cast information, and you'll be so excited to hear who we've lined up for these voices. And uh, there are a couple excited. of girls. I'm really excited. Gonna be... have a couple of rude girls in there. I'm going to be following this, like, very 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 thoroughly so like 100 like i yeah i cannot wait for this when this comes out i'm probably gonna have people over at my house probably get all up in drags you oh, know make, so much fun make nice snacks and get some nice booze and probably some champagne so who knows what's going to happen but i really um, I really hope that we can have a um, a theatrical premiere. Yeah. Uh, and I, my vision for this, and again, who knows how it's going to happen in real life, but my vision for this is that we can have launch parties simultaneously around the country, including Canada, and yeah. uh, and have them hosted by drag local drag queens. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is what I'm going to be working for towards for the next two years. And um, I hope that we can find a distributor that will work for us to make this happen. Because wouldn't that be the most amazing party to have like a little drag show in your theater, you know, with local yeah. queens highlighting local talent. And uh, so I 
fingers crossed. Yeah. Fingers crossed that we can make it happen. Yeah, it'd be like kind of like when you go see like the Shadow Cast with Rocky Horror Picture Show, except they wouldn't yes. be like performing in front of the movie. Yeah, yeah, that'd be so great. Yeah, because I loved going to that when I was younger. Like that's actually one of my favorite things to do at Halloween. It's hard to find it anymore. Yes. I feel like it's kind of a dying art at the Shadow Cast with Rocky Horror Picture Show, but it's. It I I love it. I will go see like college kids do it. I don't care. Cause it's it's just like it's such a it's something I grew up doing. And when I told my mom I was going to it the first time, she like died and was like, Oh my god, I used to do that when I was younger. So I know there's like you know what I mean? There's such like a Aww. long history of it. So it's like and I know like you were like what you're trying to do here is like also preserve art and like drag history. So you know, like it just ties in you know what i mean like there's so many things that are going away that shouldn't be going away <laughs> mm -hmm. oh totally and you know our queer spaces are at at risk also you yes. know with the rise of online dating over the last probably 15 20 years so many queer spaces have already um you know have already gone away so you know and and we we, we need these safe queer spaces and we need to fight to keep them yeah, uh, and this is where, you know, also the showcases for local uh, drag talent. Uh, and so when they disappear, where do our drag performers perform uh, outside of maybe an occasional brunch? You know, Like, do we really want, do we, do we really want to be watching all of our drag on Instagram? I don't. I, I no, like giving I them, either. I, I like mean, giving I love the queens it, the money. No. Like, I like handing the girls the tip, you know what I mean? Or the drag king the tip. I love... You know, I love doing that while they're performing or like, you know what I mean? Like, or like if they're really good holding out like a large bill to try and like get them over, you know what I mean? Like getting their attention with a large bill. Love like that's, you know what I mean? It's so much fun. It's more fun to be there. They get to see your reaction mm -hmm. and see you enjoying it instead of you just being like, oh my God, that was amazing. So post COVID, my, uh, in San Jose, there are only three uh, queer, uh, queer venues left, sadly. And one of them is called Renegades. They they had a, a twice week and like every two or twice monthly. That's what it was. Twice monthly drag show called Woo Woo Circus before COVID. Mm -hmm. Post COVID, I think we're at monthly right now. Uh, but Woo Woo Circus is freaking brilliant. It's probably one of my favorite um, drag shows in a bar. It's you know got this strong element of performance art. And it really highlights queens. They bring queens down from around the Bay Area. So great talent comes from uh, San Francisco and Oakland as well. Uh, they bring drag kings awesome. come down as well. And occasionally folks come from LA or Sacramento or something a little further too. And after there have awesome. been occasional Rue girls and also girls from Dragula have shown up. Ooh, so it's I been love me some Dragula girls. So much fun. Yeah, totally. I just, yeah, I love, I love the alt drag. I'm very into it. Like, I, lo I love, like, the drag horror characters. You know what I mean? Like, the things that we never got when we were kids that we so rightfully deserved. <laughs> oh, totally. I'm, I'm not as much into the horror scene in general, but... I would watch a movie that featured like a Dragula style, like, you know, horror drag queen or drag king. Yeah. Uh, wouldn't that be amazing? I would love to do it like, because they always do those like really cheesy, like, um, like uh, uh, spoof bits at the beginning of every episode. I would love uh -huh. them to like take a movie, spoof it, 
and do the whole goddamn thing instead of just doing like a five minute bit before the beginning of the episode. Like I'd love to see what the Bublé brothers could do with like, uh, like Frankenstein for an hour and a half. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause I think they could actually do something really fun with it. Well, post COVID you'll have to come down to San Francisco sometime because Peaches Christ puts on occasional productions isn't she I want to go to Terra Vault so, so bad. Like Terra Vault is oh, a bucket yes. list for me. It is a bucket list for she, me and my husband. Uh, it, yeah, you need to come down for that. Uh, she puts so much work and for months and months putting that together. And by all accounts, it's one of the best ones in the country. I love her. I was uh, like, I think it was like, what was it like season three or season four? Um, whenever went like, there was like that, like kind of like internal shift with inside like the drag race community where it was like if you don't know about other queens and like i knew about some other queens but i was like okay i need to find some other queens peaches christ was like the first queen that i found and just like instantly obsessed with her mm -hmm. everything mm -hmm. the show she does the terra vault like i'm listening to her podcast now like just I, she can't do anything wrong <laughs> she has a movie in the states it's on amazon i don't know if it's free for prime viewers and it's kind of like a spoof of whatever happened to Baby Jane. I haven't seen it yet, but it's on my list this month. Ooh, um, I need to add that to my, I need to look for that. Cause yeah, I need to add that to my list. Yeah. I would recommend that for sure. And then she puts on these really fun shows a couple times a year where they do a, uh, like a mini, a mini show before the movie. So yeah. it might be Death Becomes Her, and then they'll do like a, a half hour, like like mini stage show or whatever before the main movie starts. And it's awesome. Oh, I think she calls so, them her so Midnight fun. Masses. I think is what she calls them. Her Midnight Mass. Yeah, because I think she, I heard her talking about it once and she was just like, they started as like, we would just do these like five minute little things before the beginning of the movie. And they just kept getting longer and longer and longer. And then they turned mm -hmm. into her just doing the full shows. Which is apparently how yeah. that whole thing got started. I was like, I love that. Like, <laughs> and Jinx Fun so for example, stupid. yeah, has been performing in it for years, and then she'll have other local queens and other queens that, that you might know. She's uh, so genius. it's no, yeah, she is she really an is. absolute fucking genius. Like, we and she works her butt off to make all this happen. Oh my gosh, she has a partnership with the Mint to be able to keep that whole thing going. Like, they actually have like a full on partnership. <sighs> Yeah, they don't just I rent out the space. I'm not surprised to hear that. Yeah, they mm -hmm. actually have like a share in the space. It's. I'm so glad the mint's still around because I think that that venue has been in danger of being uh, torn down repeatedly throughout the years. I also think it's cool that like you guys throw a haunted house in an old mint. Like that is so fucking cool. I'd go see the old mint anyways, but like the fact that there's a haunted house in it once a year just makes it even better. Oh, totally. <laughs> um, unfortunately, I wow, we have been talking for quite some time. Um, I do have to let you go, um, but I would like to schedule you for another part if you're interested. Um, oh yeah, absolutely, well. anytime. This yeah, has been um, fun, and I look forward. Yeah, to this was and great. I could, yeah, share with wh wherever we are in the movie at any time. <laughs> yeah, no, that'd be great. Yeah, I'd love to do. Uh, another touch base on where the movie's at and stuff like that because i really love this i'm really excited for this so 
Yeah. Um, is there, um, do you want to let us know um, just quickly? Um, I'll be adding all the links and everything to the description of the podcast, but you just want to give everyone a quick plug of everything that you want to plug? Sure, sure. So um, the movie's website is maxi.com, M-A-X-X-I-E.com. And that's where you can find um, the link to our two-minute adventure reel that we had animated this summer. It turned out so well. I'm really, really, really pleased with where it came out, where, with how it came out, you know? And um, that's also where we have links to our Instagram and Facebook. So I do a lot of posting on Instagram, a lot of the visual we'll post scenes a little early, yeah. sometimes on Instagram as well. Uh, and then we have a group on Facebook and, uh, and uh, as well. So, you know, there's links to there too. Perfect. Awesome. And, and I'll yeah. make sure to link that website um, as well as I'll make sure to link the Indiegogo directly to the description. Um, I know you guys are actually getting close to reaching your goal, which is super exciting. I noticed that today. So exciting. I was creeping today and I actually noticed. I was like, ooh, that's so, that's awesome. Well, that's I also... 90%, uh, I think. Almost, almost there. Spitting distance. Right? Uh, yeah, so very exciting. And I, I, I selected the option so that people are always free, even after the campaign ends, they're always free to toss us you know, a few bucks that they want to. Yeah. Uh, and considering how expensive animation is and how much time it takes, uh, it oh, would yeah. be very much appreciated. I can't imagine. Yeah, I think me and my husband will absolutely be donating some money to the Indiegogo campaign because we need to make sure that this happens. Uh, thank you so much. That's great. Yeah, this really, this really is what needs support. We need this in our lifetime. Um, this is something I sorely wanted as a kid. Um, I know when Marvel released uh, on a single page a drag queen superhero, I was sure to go out and buy that comic. <laughs> I still have it. Was that Shade? Yeah. Awesome. I have that one comic that they put Shade in that they never put her back in, even though she was supposed to return and never did. I heard that she was in a second, uh, she made an appearance in a second book. Ooh, I, um, I saw it on one of those comics wikis. I was like, I was very interested was, in the character, but like, it was yeah, just like, some folks it happened had asked and me, then it was gone. Right. Some folks had asked me if we'd ever had drag superheroes before. And, you know, uh, 2018, I think it was when Shade made that appearance in that mm -hmm. comic book. That's also when um, Super Drags came out, that five episode little series from this Brazilian queer owned animation studio. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, the English dub on that is fantastic. I um, have but seen But it's that also one. a very, yeah, it's also a very adult oriented cartoon. Yeah, that one's better but than I, the, um, I think Willem did a voice on that one, I think, for the English. Oh, how fun. I think, um, so. I think, I think they had Room Girls too. for the English dub. I think, yeah. And uh, I mean, with that one too, it's like a kind of a fun concept as far as being Charlie's Angels meets Sailor Moon meets RuPaul's Drag Race in some way. Uh, but I had so a lot cheese. of questions. <laughs> cheese, big cheese factor. Yeah. <laughs> like, where did these, how are these girls selected? Why are they working in like Brazilian Macy's? Why is there like a, right? a cave underneath? <laughs> yeah, no, there was, yeah, it was, you kind of just had to watch it a little bit screwed up so that you didn't ask those questions. And you're just like, yep, no, yeah, this is fine. Way. Everything's fine. I should have asked you, by the way, what did you think of Q-Force? Have you watched Q-Force yet? Q-Force? No, uh -huh. I haven't, but it's on my, um, 
So when I was uh, when I found Drawn Together, it was on my thing that I have to watch, and my husband's watched it, so I need to watch it during the day. So it's it's on my list. I'll probably put it on actually while I'm doing some. I have some upcoming schoolwork I have to do next week, so very realistically, I'll put it on while I do that because then I I I like to have yeah. I can't just sit and do an online course. It I get so dry. I need something else. I really liked the drag. Um... The drag character in that one who's like this master of disguise or mistress of disguise uh that was a fun character and i didn't want to like her honestly because in the early trailers i thought oh she's kind of i didn't think they, the early trailers portrayed her very well yeah uh, but by the time the cartoon actually came out i really liked it uh, uh that character and i would say uh it was also kind of funny because it's also a very adult animated the show so yeah. in one of the early episodes there's actually animated gay sex can you imagine a cartoon with animated gay sex not in a million years the the gayest animated anything i've ever seen in a show would have to actually be drawn together not to go back <laughs> there really but that's the only place i've seen anything close to gay sex animated and they always would pan the camera away but it was very much so implied. You see that they're having sexual acts and it's yeah. not like X-rated. So yeah, like there you, was you an animated gay kiss on drawn together, but that's as far as they actually showed. Everything else was just implied, yeah. Yeah. So I mean that's kind of cool that that Netflix is not afraid to be daring. So you have to give them a lot of credit for that despite the current scandal around. Well, it's I love that streaming services finally realized that they're essentially HBO, they're paid cable. You don't have right, to watch your exactly. mouth. You don't have to give a fuck anymore. You can do whatever you want. Exactly. You're not bound by those old 1950s era profanity rules or whatever yeah. like they are. That's like, it's like not to bring up the Dave Chappelle thing, but like people are upset and I'm just like, okay, then don't watch it. It's Netflix. It's not for everyone. Not everything is for everyone. That's why you scroll through it for 45 minutes looking for something to watch half the time. And then still end up watching The Office. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I just also, he's not that funny. He was funnier on his actual like skit show than his standup is. His skit show was stupid. Like, I love stupid humor. Uh, his sketch show is amazing. Really, yeah, really like brilliant. when he proposes to his wife with that giant rock. Like, fuck. yeah. So I was I was really disappointed with uh, what's happened with um, Chappelle and that yeah. video with the. the also, into like made, so. out of all the people to pick, Rowling. No one's gonna jump to her defense. <laughs> we decided no, Harry Potter she's got was over more money a long than... time ago. She has more money than God. I would have right? thought she'd have a little more compassion to like regular people, for God's sakes. Also, like, I, I, I just like, I, I don't care. Like, she's got more money than God. I don't care what she posts on Twitter. She should just sit in her mansion with all her fucking money and be happy that she pulled it off. Like, you know how many people write books for children that never become a fraction of as successful as she did? Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. just take it your was, money and run, bitch. Shut yeah. up. No one cares what you have to say. No one, sh like, yeah. no one wants to hear what you have to say, personally. Like, I don't care what my children's <laughs> fiction author feels, opinion-wise. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't want to know. I don't, like, don't tell me about it. 
because if it sucks, I'm not going to buy your books. Like, I don't buy any more of the new Harry Potter Lego. I only have the, the, the original stuff that my parents bought me from when I was a kid because I won't, I won't give her another dime. She's too rich. She's like Bezos rich, isn't she? Like... Something very rich. I mean, I think Warner's takes a lot of that money also. Good. (laughs) Yeah, they take a shit ton in licensing. Good. Someone needs to take money from her. She doesn't deserve all of it. Um, She needs to invest in Max T. I feel better about it then. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. What a note to end on. I love that. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I will definitely reach out and we will definitely schedule another time soon. Um, this has been chat. so much fun. Thank you so much for having yeah. me on your show. This has been so much fun. Um, I will make sure to get in touch with you and uh, yeah, we'll exchange personal contact information and stuff like that. So that because uh, my government's actually opening your government's opening the border to foreigners on November 8th. So oh. fully vaccinated foreigners can finally start entering your country. Even you? I Well, I am fully vaccinated. So <laughs> I mean... Your government doesn't but know you're not about... A, but you're doing drag tomorrow and you're not even talking. What kind of scandal is that? It's, it's <laughs> called the best kind of cheating. And no, every drag queen does it when they can. That's why we all love COVID so much. Because we're just like, oh yeah, I'll get in drag from here up. And no one will see anything from like, I'll just be all people in a RuPaul behind the desk and nothing but sweats and slippers. And no one has to see shit. It's great. Awesome. Well, uh, you know, Break a heel or a nail or, you know, work it tomorrow. Have, have, have fun. Have fun. I'm going to be in heels for my first time in a very long time. So I may actually break one tomorrow. So thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Anthony. It was great to have you. Talk to you soon. Likewise. Thank you so much. Bye.